Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Lots to talk about today besides the fact that Farm Progress and Husker Harvest Days have been canceled. That's going to affect a lot of our producers out there because that's kind of where they get to kick the tires and watch the crops come out of the ground. But the fact that we've got a big report coming out tomorrow, that has weighed heavily on the markets in an interesting way. And our guest today said, huh, look at that, a correction, and it's not a Tuesday. There is no truer statement than that right there as Heather Ramsey joins us with the ARC group. And I tell you, Heather, normally we see that kind of reaction on a Tuesday, not a Monday. Yeah, normally, you know, the whole turnaround Tuesday thing tends to be something we all laugh and joke about, but we have a big report coming Tuesday of this week on top of it being a shortened week. So really, we only have four trading sessions, three and a half maybe if you're like actually looking at the early close on Thursday. So, um, you know, this last week, building into this report, the traders have done what everyone who watches markets kind of expects them to do. They've over-exaggerated to one direction based on what do we think this this report is going to say. And so last week we had some really rough closes in both the corn and the beans, um, you know, thinking that, oh gosh, this report could be super, super bearish on corn and, you know, super bearish to beans and just like, oh, the world could be ending, right? Like that's what last week felt like. But coming in today, now we're seeing all these huge short positions saying, well, we're running really short, but in case we're wrong, maybe let's do some liquidating. You know, let's take some of our premium off the table and clean things up a little bit. And that is really what's going on in our Monday trading session here today. You know, you see corn up like, gosh, I mean, if you look at New Crop Beast 20 corn, we're up almost nine cents during the trade. Um, if you look at New Crop Beans flat, which is pretty amazing given how everyone's positioned in beans. So we're, we're flat on beans and we're positive on corn. And then if you go look at Kansas City wheat today as well, I mean, a really good rebound in Kansas City wheat. So we're seeing a lot of those short fund positions, especially in the wheat and in the corn, being unwound a little bit today, kind of taking their profit and then stepping back from the market is what it really looks like because, again, tomorrow's report, uh, the June 30th uh, crops, like we're going to see acreages, uh, kind of what they're expecting to use for the rest of the year here until we get harvest done. Um, our stocks, those numbers are going to be what we use all through this summer when we look at calculations and how the, the production for this year might ebb and flow. So those are two really big numbers that we're going to be looking at tomorrow. And um, so if you're a fund manager and you're short and you've got money sitting in your position, it's probably a good idea to unwind it a little bit and put some of that money back in your pocket. So that's a lot of what's going on today with those fund positions in Chicago. So we look at the trade for tomorrow leading up to the report. Are we just going to have, I don't want to use the Q word, but is it going to be a quieter trade and a lot of positioning going into this? You know, it kind of depends. Um, with a day where corn is traded up eight to nine cents, I mean, that's been some pretty good volume traded in the funds off of the, the funds movement. I would expect to see the overnights probably continue being up a little bit. And then, you know, we could see fairly quiet leading up to the report. Um, but I think you and I have talked about this before on a report day that the day of a report, usually that morning session is fairly quiet. And then within the first half an hour of report information coming out is when we see the most activity. 
and we'll either see our spikes higher or our spikes lower and then the report will tend to get traded and then the market will tend to at least come off of those higher lows and kind of settle out. So I do expect that that continues to be how the market will operate tomorrow. Um, we'll put in our knee-jerk reactions real quick. And then um, pending any other you know, outside news that might come at us, um, I, I expect to see things kind of mellow out a little bit into the later um, later time of, of trading there. Probably, you know, like that 1130 uh, noon time frame, things will hopefully uh, slow down a little bit or at least you know, kind of level out. Now, with that being said, if the USDA tomorrow comes in and changes acres, anything more than that, oh, 2.5 to 2.9 million acre change on corn, and anything more than a two million acre change on beans, it's probably going to be outside the expected bands that the trade was, you know, w- w- looking to see um, confirmation of from USDA. So, unless USDA gets a wild hair and really <laughs> decides to change things up, um, you know, the market's kind of expecting what's going to happen already. Uh, I will say today's price action makes you think that maybe the traders, how they position themselves, maybe they're not as sure that USDA is going to stay within those bands. But um, it's, it seems like the last couple years, it's just been harder and harder to have a USDA report that truly catches people off guard. So I would be surprised if they came in with something astronomically different than what the trade is already talking about. So Heather, will this report out tomorrow be weighted heavier market reaction than let's say September's report? Um, yes and no. I mean, the acreage number is probably going to be weighted heavier than the stocks number for sure tomorrow. Uh, we haven't had um, an adjustment to acreage since they released our planting intentions uh, the end of March. So planting intentions is kind of the big one for planning purposes. And then we go through springtime and then this report is kind of what everyone is using to gauge like where production should be. And truly, honestly, um, the September report is interesting, but it's kind of not the big one we're looking for. After things are out of the field, then we're really looking for that January um, kind of stocks report. When we come back, we're going to take a look at what the weather is going to do and how that's going to be an effect on the market trade as well post the USDA numbers of tomorrow. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Work. I'm Susan Littlefield. You know, as we look at what's been happening, um, obviously we've got this big report tomorrow. We're going to get past the report as Heather Ramsey continues to join us in the ARC group. I had seen tons of social media pictures this morning, Heather, that just makes your stomach turn because Minnesota, Wisconsin, got some major rains um, in the last 12 to 24 hours and it's taken a toll on these fields so we know that and the rains are going to continue to move eastward but then you flip the coin on the western corn belt and they're talking 100 plus and no rain Mm -hmm. yeah this weather market um has been really interesting for the most part you can feel that you know the trade doesn't really want to trade the weather at all Um, And up until this point, I mean, we've gotten some very timely rains that have happened. We've actually gotten some timely um, 
sometimes, and it's around when we've not gotten rain either. So there's a lot of places that are looking fantastic, um, have gotten a little bit of that heat pressure to get corn to like root down and get to the moisture that is below it. So it's hard for me to really get excited about a weather premium coming our direction because we've had such a great growing season to this point. Now, granted, if moisture was to completely shut off from here on out, then we've got big problems. Um, I, I think I think we had enough widespread rain through the last week that everyone feels pretty good for about the next week. But to your point, we're going to get some really high temps here um, midweek to later through this week that the western corn belt is definitely going to need some rain. But again, like I said, where we've been able to root down so well in corn, you know, is it really uh, going to be as bad as maybe like the temperature would indicate? I don't know. It's hard to say, but there is definitely good moisture, subsoil moisture down there. So that is one thing that will continue to help this crop hang on. Um, it's been a little bit um, hit and miss on who's gotten way too much rain. It's not a huge widespread problem. There's definitely been a lot of rainfall all across the Corn Belt. Um, and some of those low-lying areas that we expect to see some flooding are definitely flooded again. Uh, it doesn't look anywhere as bad flooding from a flooding standpoint as you know, some of the places we saw last year, um, but it does seem to be affecting some of those outlier areas. The problem that I really struggle with, and part of why I can't get behind a big, huge weather rally based on any flooding, is look at where we were last year's season. The flooding was just out of control in some areas, and then we still managed to bring in this monster crop. So um, as much as sometimes too much rain is not a good thing, it usually helps everything around it, and uh, we don't see too much of a problem. Now, there are going to be some dry areas, but again, the pockets of dry seem to be enough, or sporadically enough or spread out enough that uh, it's not a big, major, widespread area. They are talking about some ridging in place um, across the northern plains and things like that. You know, when you look at our primary growing areas, so who, who does the market tend to look at? And that's the I states. And um, I think there's some problems hit and miss throughout those locations. But for the most part, you know, on a statewide basis, those areas look really, really good. And I think that that's why the trade is having such a hard time getting behind any type of weather issue we do have and putting any premium in there. So honestly, I mean, if the funds hadn't been repositioning today, uh, they got rain all across the Midwest this weekend, and there is no reason why we would have really seen much of a premium put into the market today had the funds not decided to liquidate some of those short positions for the pre-report positioning. Well, Heather, there's also been a lot of talk. Speaking of, it's like the third wheel in this cog that's added some interest to it has been more COVID talk, more concerns. We all know last week and, and the talk with China saying they wanted certification that the crops being sent to them were, were COVID free. How much mm-hmm. is this all going to continue to take a, take a toll on these markets? Yeah, you know, that's a, a big pressure point for any market, whether it's commodities or financials or any of that this year, um, where we're seeing some reclosers going on across the Midwest in certain places. Uh, I've definitely seen it in the financial markets. We've had a little bit of a rust, like up and down kind of bounce in the last probably week. Um, I think that that will continue to start weighing on the market, especially in the soybean game, what you're talking about. 
um, well, corn too, where China wants certification that this is a COVID-free vessel. In reality, it could have COVID when it leaves here, and by the time it gets there, it's COVID-free, just because of the length of time from you know the incubation standpoint and and how the virus lives. Um, it'll be COVID-free by the time it gets there. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Heather? Yeah, they can check us out online. We're at agrisconsulting.net, and you can find me there. Or give us a holler, uh, 402-484-7474, and you can talk to us uh, in the office anytime. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much. Heather Ramsey's been joining us. Just a reminder that commodity futures options do involve substantial risk of loss, and they're not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Pick this up as a podcast wherever you subscribe or at ruralradio.com and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.